Cinderheart was a wonder of architecture. From a distance, what had appeared as a tall pillar of a single color was up close an intricate and detailed building stretching high up into the sky beyond the clouds and down into the earth as far as the bedrock. Blocks of all sorts of textures and colors were arranged in patterns depicting great heroes of the past, battles that had been fought, discoveries, and the entire history of the Cinderheart people. Spark and the Ironlock students were dumbfounded at the sight as they stood before the red stone door that had not been opened in ages. Clea smiled at their disbelief feeling proud of her heritage. Then she turned and motioned to a couple of the people from her village. It's time to open the door, she said. The door appeared to be several rows of stone buttons set into the wall. There was no seam, no sign of how it could have been opened. But the two redstone engineers from Ashtown came forward and confidently pressed a series of buttons in seemingly random order. There was sounds deep beneath the ground, and it shook. The wall with the buttons fell away as pistons behind it fired, almost deafening spark in the iron locks. A wave of dead air from inside swept over them, and the smell of stale dust and rust filled their nostrils. This place was old and has been dead for a very long time. Clea and the people of Ashtown led them inside, and they found themselves standing in a small chamber. With a flip of a lever, the chamber began to descend down into the ground. After what seemed to be an hour of descending block by block into the earth, they finally came to a halt. Outside the still-closed door of the elevator, Spark could hear the unmistakable groans and rattling of bones that signaled the presence of the undead horde. He readied his sword, and Clea put a hand on his shoulder. Those weapons won't be necessary for this battle, she said. Save that for the nameless one at the bottom. A group of villagers who had come with them began to gather together in the elevator. One of them, a cleric, held his hands up as the others closed their eyes and huddled tightly. The cleric began to speak. Now, my villager brethren, let the fear awaken in you. Remember the nights of the undead horde. Remember the attacks. Remember the dark times before the builders came and built their walls. Remember the time before torchlight and fires bright. Remember when darkness ruled and the dead walked freely. Let the fear flow through you and summon the iron golems. The villagers began to shake and sweat dripped from their brows. For a moment, nothing but the whimpering of villagers overcome with fear filled the chamber. And then the sounds of iron golems outside of the chamber met Spark's ears. The thudding of metal feet striding across stone floors and the unmistakable sound of the undead bodies being flung into the air by long metal arms. Spark had never seen this before. Villagers never showed their fear so readily, but it was effective. 
it sounded like three, four, maybe five iron golems had been spawned in whatever room lay beyond the elevator. They waited 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then the sound stopped. Only the slow, methodical thud of iron golems patrolling aimlessly, looking for other foes to quell, came from the other side of the elevator doors. The doors finally opened and they emerged into a large vaulted ceiling room. It was dark, so the builders quickly lit the place up with torches. The villagers all huddled in the center of the room and repeated again the ritual of fear. As Spark, Clea, the Ironlocks, and the people of Ashtown put their armor on and readied their weapons, the villagers flooded the entire city of Cinderheart with iron golems. The city that had once been silent under the shadow of death was now filled with the sounds of a ferocious battle between the undead and the newly summoned golems. As the villagers continued, Clea led them all down a flight of stairs. They were near to the bottom now. They could feel it. The glitch was there, close. The air was crackling with a strange, poisonous energy. They finally reached the bottom. It was a great room filled with pistons and redstone lines, all dead, all silent, none of them powered. The room was bathed in an eerie glow. The glitch looked like a lightning bolt, amber in color and frozen in time, pulsing with light, as if the very fabric of the world had been ripped and pieced together clumsily. Spark looked around. They seemed to be alone in the dark room, their enchanted gear gleaming in the dim light. But they didn't have time to gather their strength. Suddenly, a large figure loomed out of the darkness, skeletal, clothed in robes that were ragged and a crown that was rusty. The figure lifted a gnarled hand and pointed at them, saying something in an ancient and unknown language. Suddenly, out of every corner of the room sprung zombies, skeletons, and all manner of undead. Instantly, these creatures swarmed the builders, who barely had time to get their shields up as a volley of arrows slammed into them. Many of the soldiers from Ironlock and Ashtown fell dead. But this only strengthened the resolve of Spark and Clea. Together, they rose from the ranks and charged into the horde of the undead. Clea's axe was an arc of death through the air, felling zombie and skeleton alike. Spark expertly dodged and weaved between incoming arrows from skeletons and blows from zombies. And as the two warriors advanced, so did the Iron Locks and the people from Ashtown. Wave after wave of the undead came at them, all following the command of the Nameless One, who stood grinning his deathly grin at them. Many more builders fell, but this spurred the rest onward all the more. The Nameless One watched as Spark and Clea bravely advanced towards him. He invited their attack with open arms. Yet unexpectedly, it did not come. Spark dodged to the left while Clea rolled to the right and they charged around and behind him towards the glitch, which was the Nameless One's source of power. 
the only thing keeping him in this world. Realizing his mistake, the Nameless One quickly hurled himself towards the glitch, prepared to defend it at all costs. But he was too late. Already Clea and Spark had set down blocks of TNT, and as the Nameless One threw himself before the glitch to protect it, he was knocked back into it by a large explosion. The Nameless One passed back into the realm from which he had come, and the glitch closed behind him. Cinderheart was free at last, but at a great price. Many Ironlocks and many warriors from Ashtown had died in the battle, and as there was great rejoicing in Ashtown, there was also great sorrow. But the deed had been done, and the city had been freed, and thus another quest had been completed. The dead city had been brought back to life.